0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and T.C. on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: All right, everybody, one hour down, we still got two to go as we roll till 3 o'clock. Thank you for tuning us in and the others out. Adam Kramer is a frequent guest on this program. Uh, we always enjoy it, Mr. Kegs and Eggs, when he comes on the show, do a little college football conversation. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Adam, how are you, man?
2: Doing well, guys. How about yourselves?
1: Uh, we're doing well. Uh, let's start first with, and I know this doesn't have anything to do with college football, but I know that you look at everything. A news conference uh, going to get started at Ohio State. It's college basketball. Apparently, Thad Mata uh, is going to announce his retirement uh, he'll probably coach this season, and then that'll be it for him. Uh, he's had a lot of issues, illness issues after back surgery, uh, and yeah. and and it's been a tough a tough couple of years for Thad Mata.
2: Well, and actually, I'm I'm this is great. I can like be the play by play live news Twitter guy here. It sounds like he's out immediately, which is a little bit of a surprise because everything we're kind of hearing today is that he'd have like the swan song year but I guess out now. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, just watching him, and, and again, I'm not by any means a, a basketball, college basketball junkie until the football season ends, and I think we're all junkies. But, but uh, just watching him do sort of sort of in the same Steve Kerr conversation, mm-hmm. just watching a, a coach try and exist on the sidelines who is in clear, clear discomfort. I mean, you could see that with him. And you talk to people who are kind of surprised um, – that he had lasted this long, quite honestly, given, given everything that he was dealing with. So I think, um, that's tough. I, I hate to see an end like that because he's beloved. I mean, gosh, they, they absolutely adore him there. I think the really interesting thing with something like this, we've seen this a few times in, in college football over the last five years or so is the in the timing of the opening, this is a really good job. Yeah. I, you know, and yep. I'm not going to begin to kind of forecast who could fit that. But, but I, this is a great job opening at the strangest of times, and I'm, I'm wondering what the market will be for it.
3: Yeah, going to be uh, certainly very interesting. We had this happen ourselves a couple years ago in our state when Fred Hoiberg left to take mm-hmm. the Bulls about this time and, and created uh, certainly an interesting circumstance. Ohio State, at least financially, in a different boat than Iowa State is, though basketball prestige might be a different uh, boat, especially today.
2: Are we Are we going to, like, do we have to, like, just – Mandatory throw out Tom Crean's name for this, right? Like, oh, I, I hate to be that guy. Yeah, but you know, like in terms of we talk about the the potential struggle of filling a job at this time of the year, boy, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it would make a it would make a, a lot of sense if they're buying it. So again, I'm just throwing out what will be thrown out like a bazillion times heard, on Twitter over the next 24 hours.
1: Oh, I know. Is is Chris Jentz, He's lead assistant. Would he be a guy? Who, I mean, he would be yeah. considered, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, it'd be kind of a natural transition, sort of the uh, Wisconsin way, too, yes. you know, just uh-huh. to kind of fill in, and, and business as usual would make a, a ton of sense, too, to just kind of promote from within.
3: Well, AK, let's go from the Buckeye Hoopsters to the Buckeye football team as they get ready mm-hmm. for another year with a lot of expectations. I was uh, reading Athlon the other day. Their magazine is out, and it's funny. I, I always love when the coaches kind of give their take on other teams, and you get a little inside of uh, football going down that road. And about the worst thing that a coach could say about them is, boy, I don't know how they're going to play all this talent. It must be a tough spot to be for Urban and Company.
2: It is another year where, I mean, defensive, their front seven is just absolutely insane with all the pieces that they have. Uh, Nick Bosa it looks like he's going to be just a superstar. I don't necessarily want to start throwing out better than his brother. But to me, when you start looking at that, like he's going to, I mean, Tyquan Lewis, Sam Hubbard, I mean, all these guys that would be faces of programs that that defensive line is going to be absolutely insane. Guys like Dante Booker and Jerome Baker, who might be, to me, might be the best athlete in college football that they have at linebacker is crazy. And then I know it, you know, the defensive back, you lose so many pieces, and yet, you know, Kendall Sheffield, the kid they added, the former Bama commit, you know, the Juke, I mean, they still should be fine there. Right? You know, uh, to me, this story, uh, and it's strange to say this about Urban, because I think the defense might be the best in the country, if not one, you know, clearly one of the best, is what can Kevin Wilson get out of J.T. Barrett, and can they get more consistency out of the wide receiver play? Because that, to me, is something that's really hindered um, what they want to do. I, I think Mike Weber is going to be great. They've got great running backs. JT Barrett needs to play better. What is his ceiling now? And again, Kevin Wilson, who, who you could argue is the most important hire of the offseason. What is he going to be able to do? Because if they can score at all, I think this team's going to be really, really good.
1: You know, you talked about that when you talked about can they score at all. Why couldn't they score? <laughs> I, Barrett,
2: you know, I... I'll say this from the journalism side, like all season long, I was trying to find the way to write about JT Barrett's struggles. And I think it's because we expect so much from him. You know, when he came on as a freshman and literally was breaking, you know, big 10 records, mm-hmm. you looked like, Oh my goodness, what is the ceiling of this kid? And then you watch him play outdoors in a 30 degree day with 15 mile an hour winds. And it's just, it became a huge struggle. and, I think that's part of the issue. Again, inconsistency at wide receiver. Um, They've had some really talented. But Curtis Samuel, you know, you look at Curtis Samuel, who's one of the most dynamic players I think the conference has seen in a long time. Couldn't find enough ways to get him the ball, even though he put up numbers. It was just, they they just didn't fire all the time. You go back and watch the Oklahoma game and you say, oh, my goodness. I mean, this team, (laughs) this team's going to be, this team won't lose. Mm -hmm. And then to get shut out in the playoff, I, I don't necessarily have an answer for it other than, It seemed like philosophically, offensively, they would change every once in a while, and they would just hit these tremendous ruts. And that's something that you've seen the last two or three years, where they'll go four or five series, where they look like they have no idea what they're doing, and then they'll play a game where they just look like the best team on earth.
3: Take me to Penn State. you got McSorley, you got Sanquan Barkley coming back. What they became in the back half of the year, that offense, just kept going. There's something that's just kind of sitting in the back of my mind, where I'm still maybe a little bit leery of this Penn State team. Even with all that returning talent, I think they bring back 16 starters, all these things that yep. last year the back half wasn't a mm. mirage, but maybe they were playing just a little bit above their heads. Is, is that consideration fair right now, or are you all in on Penn State being at least a preseason top 7-8 team nationally?
2: I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm in on them being a top 7-8 team, and yet I sort of have those same hesitations. And I, and I can't really put my finger on it either. Yeah. You know, you, you watch them. That offense was just clicking. And, was. and, you know, they were just throwing jump ball after jump ball. Wide receivers are making plays. Like, there's no reason, truly, when you look at what they have returning, for them to take a step back, unless you think Trace McSorley is just going to be bad. I don't think he's, um, he's going to be bad. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. I mean, their running backs are ridiculous. I mean, Barkley might be the best player in the country. His presence alone, I think, should make team, should make them better. You look at the schedule; it's it's tough. But again, nothing extraordinary. You, you've got to play the teams. You've got to play through to go through in that you know on that side of the division. So, I have some hesitation that maybe they were playing over their heads slightly. And yet, when you look at it on paper, I, I mean, they should beat Michigan handily at home this year. That was a game they they looked completely overmatched in last year. They looked. This year they should beat them handily, and yet will they? That's a really interesting point. And then obviously you play Ohio State. That's your three-game stretcher, Michigan-Ohio State, Michigan State, is really, really you know ultimately going to dictate their season. So I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm hesitant, and yet I, the more I think about it, the more I look into it. I'm not sure there are, any, there are any real reasons to be. This is a team that flipped the switch last year, somehow learned how to play on the defensive line, the offense got going, and if they do that again, I mean, they've got a chance to make the playoffs.
1: Adam Kramer's our guest, kegs and eggs. We're talking college football on the Drafthouse 50 hotline. All right, you referenced Michigan. So where are the fighting hardballs in your estimation coming into fall?
2: Uh, I, It's a really tough year for me to judge this team. This is, to me, not that he needs to do this for me to validate how good of a coach he is, but if they're really good, I think my, my level of respect for Harbaugh will go up immensely, and it's already quite high because clearly he's a great coach. But they lose so many snaps, so many meaningful snaps on all sides of the ball, um, and yet they've got some really good players. My, my issue is, you know, what are you going to get out of some of these guys that we're going to see more of? I, you know, Chris Evans, we saw him a bit at running back. I think he's going to be special. I actually think Wilton Spade could be pretty good as well. Rashawn Gary, um, when it's all said and done by the end of the year, might be the, the best defensive player in college football. So there are a lot of pieces there, and yet, with all of the things that they lose um, with the schedule, that I think will have some bumps along the way. I think this is a lot to ask for them. You look at two two really good wide receivers, a really good tight end, a lot of good pieces on defense for Bill Peppers. All of that, you, I, I still think they'll be good. But you know, we were expecting Harbaugh to win. The conversation we had before he started was, you know, they should be contending for a national championship by year three. And you could argue last year they did. They were really close. Uh, Some Michigan fans will tell you how close they were and whether JT Barrett (laughs) hit first down or not. I mean, they were really in that mix. And um, I just think this year it would be – it's just logical to to assume they'll take some sort of step back because they do not have the absurd depth in their, their depth chart that Ohio State does at the moment.
3: Adam Kramer joining us here. We're talking college football, a.k. Uh, over the weekend, some news. Malik Zaire saying that he's going to go to Florida. Uh, before he could do that, though, the SEC had to change their rule on some procedural things with uh, grad transfers and the like. He goes to a quarterback competition that has a lot of names in there, a lot of names that uh, can create some excitement, others that maybe some groans out there. Uh, your thoughts on Zaire and the SEC changing their rules a little bit in terms of grad transfers?
2: I do like that. I mean, let's be honest about grad transfers. Like, this is not like some sort of academic. Stand. You're not doing this because you're you're you know holding up your your academic protocol. You're doing this to to make some wiggle room to bring in a, a, a really good football player. So, I think it's fine. If the SEC felt it was disadvantaged, sure, fix it up. I, I just, I, generally speaking, I think it's, the grad transfer rule is a good one. There's very few places of power the players have, if they do whatever possible to get their degree, uh, regardless of what happens next, if they have eligibility, then then just let them do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good that that collectively they are at least for the time being. I'm sure they'll close that collective uh, loophole soon. I think Malik Zahir, though was good. Like I, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to get head over heels here. I think it's a great fit. Well, they have some interesting names on that roster. They don't have a ton of experience. This is a guy that has played some big snaps. I think he can be an electric talent. I, I really do. We saw when Will Greer was playing well, what that offense could be. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have as as big of an impact as Greer was having for that stretch of games because he was really good for a while. By the way, look out for him this year at West Virginia. Yeah. But I think he's. I think it's a huge pickup for them. I think it, he's he's going to be their starter. They've got some really interesting players around them um he can add kind of the the dual element to them I you know again I don't want to go head over heels with because we've seen some of these decisions the Jake Cokers of the world not necessarily pan out although they won a national championship but Coker wasn't great um I think this is different I think is gonna have a huge impact for them
1: all right then take me to grumpy old Bill Snyder and I, I really, I, I thought Bill Snyder was absolutely the best. Now, is he? Do I still feel that affection toward him and what he's been able to accomplish? Yes. And this was just a bad mistake on a get off my my lawn moment. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, I, I, this for a guy who clearly is older. Um, this this is the first time he's really felt old. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. this is the first time that Snyder, yeah. this is a young man, this is the first part that he sort of looked his age, mm-hmm. sounded his age. And um, all coaches go through nonsense like this, the whole idea of blocking schools. When you start blocking FCS schools and Division two schools, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing blocking kids anyway? But then to go on that, radio, that, that interview he had and openly discuss the drug tests, uh, Unprompted. I mean, that's, you can't even do that. So um, it's kind of sad because it, these things don't – you guys kind of know this well, too. Old coaches, it doesn't usually end well for you. <laughs> One way or another, it does not end well. You hang around long enough, you're going to be run out or something will happen and it's going to catch up to you. It feels like that is happening here. I'm with you. He's done so much good and has still been like the, the college football's grandfather you know, for the yep. sport, and yep. yet I can't look at what has happened over the last week and a half and not think that this is going to have a tremendous impact on kind of his lasting image because it was it was a really big deal and it was something that could have been so easily avoided.
3: Well, AK Kansas State, one of the teams that were on the initial release of uh, over-unders that were set by Vegas, Chris Andrews, our buddy out the South Point, he's always one of the first to have them up. Uh, initial glance, let's just get a, an overview for you. Then we'll ask you about a couple of teams because, well, I know you're a degenerate like myself and you've been looking <laughs> at these things over the last couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of them that jumped off the page to you.
1: Well, I'll say
2: this. I mean, it does, it collectively, it feels like we have lack of dominant teams because usually you'll have some, you know, even Alabama being at what, ten and a half, depending <laughs> on where you look is kind of interesting. Um, it feels like sort of everybody is is hedging their bets, if you will, and not putting out, posting those huge numbers. I think Clemson at nine is a really interesting uh, number. I'd go over on that. I think Clemson's still going to be really good with all the talent they have to replace. And I know this is the buzz team right now, and so I, I feel like I'm going to end up in a bad spot here. I think Auburn's going to be good. I think Auburn's going to be really good collectively, and, and, and they have to play each other and you know, maybe I'm. I'm, I'm this is not going to end well, but I, I like Jared Stidham a whole bunch. I like that defense a lot more than than probably most people. I think Auburn uh, over eight with laying some juice there at wow. one forty. That I'm seeing is a pretty good bet. There's there's a lot of these are so much fun. These are like my favorite futures to do mm-hmm. because it looks so easy with some of these teams. Some of these numbers you you see seven wins or five and a half wins. Oh, you can get that, and then through the course of the year things end up going astray. Look at Colorado, for example. Colorado had a dream season, and then, you know, perfect year. One of the best teams that, that we had in all of college football. We were kind of flirting with the playoff for a while, and, of course, they get a seven-and-a-half number. And it shows just kind of year-to-year year how different these things can be.
1: When When you pick out a team like Auburn, like you just referenced, and it seems now that the SEC once again – loaded. Zaire apparently headed to Florida. That'll improve them uh immediately mm-hmm. immediately. LSU under a full year of Ed Orgeron. I'm I'm just curious, does somebody in the SEC knock Alabama off? Is it Auburn? Is it Florida? Is it LSU? Is it somebody like that?
2: Yeah, I I think you have to start with the quarterback. Um this this conversation i think trends in a variety of ways for for win to, totals for me it's the, the place i look at first because it's the most important position and and also when you're looking at how Alabama has been <coughs> excuse me deconstructed over the last few years um it's typically come in a heroic game by uh, deshaun watson uh we've seen johnny manzel i mean that that's sort of the formula so when i look at say that conference I think Stidham has that potential. I mean, that, that's why I would buy into him. I'm intrigued by Georgia, and I feel like I'm falling into a trap that we've fallen into time and time again. And yet, when I look at that roster, although young in a lot of places, at quarterback, Jacob Eason could be that guy. And Trenton Thompson, who'll be back for the fall, is going to be great. They've got so many players on that defense. Like, this is a year for Georgia. It almost feels like Tennessee for last year that I look at it and I say, How are you going to do it? And then are they going to find a way to sort of Georgia this thing up? <laughs> which, is, which is not, you know what I mean? Not, yeah. not, but but Georgia to me feels like a team that could. Auburn to me feels like a team that could. I'm, you know, Ole Miss, no. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State's going to be really dangerous with Fitzgerald, at quarterback. I really like his game. But consistency-wise, um, they'll, they'll probably take out some teams. I just don't think they'll win enough. And then, yeah, LSU. I mean, I, I think Matt Canada – Coaching that offense is going to be great. And we talk about Saquon Barkley. If you guys have not seen uh, a full dose of Darius Geis, Geis, um, it's not even hyperbole to say at this point he could end up being better than Leonard Fournette. He he could. I mean, he's that kind of talent.
1: All right. One more, and this is kind of an old SEC question that's transitioned into something else, okay? Will, will, Will Lane Kiffin keep his name and team in the news during the season or will he be forgotten once the season begins?
2: It will there'll be moments. Okay, there'll be laneisms where you'll have a, a gif of him raising his arms on a touchdown or him berating a coach or there'll be those kind of brief interactions of of Lane. Um but I don't think the team will be all that good. I still have questions about him as a coach. I think ultimately if you hear about Lane, at least for the foreseeable future, I'm not necessarily sure it'll be a good thing for him, if that makes sense. Like, if they're just a solid team
1: right?
2: and things are quiet, for his future, like, to, to coach again at a at Power 5 school, I think that's what, what, what teams would want, is for them to win, say, eight games and to score a ton of points and for him to recruit well. And to not be on, like, Reddit every day, like, saying something weird or making a weird face. But I don't know if he can do that, to be quite honest. So, to me, once, and and you guys know this, once the sport kind of gets churning, you really are talking about the familiar ones, ultimately. No no matter where Lane is, I think he will be lost a little bit. And for him, to be quite honest, I think that would be a good thing.
3: Okay. Two more over-unders locally. Hawkeyes, six and a half, Iowa State, Four and a half.
1: Can I just say something real quick? What do you got? I just saw a repost by South Point. Mm -hmm. They had Iowa State at five and a half. Okay. Well, you got the numbers there, at least
3: close to the numbers. Uh, Initial thoughts on the Hawks and the Cyclones.
1: Now, here's the
2: thing about these over-unders, too. So much of this is juice because it's, you know, you could see a number. Like, I'm looking at Georgia right now. Georgia is an eight-win total. But the over eight is minus 175, mm-hmm. which is a ton. So you have to lay $175 to win hundred, which is basically you can, you can make that eight and a half. You can move it at eight. So that's why you'll see these all across the board. I kind of like over on both. And I, I think I'd be, we, we talked about Iowa State last time. I was a little surprised with the over number and the more digging I do on them. I think they're going to be pretty competitive in that conference. I, I think they're, they're sort of in that, that bowl game threshold. I really like Campbell. I think this is kind of the year that that you start to see some of the payoff. I think offensively, they're going to be a heck of a lot better. And you know, Iowa is sort of a grab bag at this point. The schedule does start to tighten up a little bit, and yet they still have some players. <laughs> I mean, Wadley is still going to be big for them. They still have enough reasons for me to believe. Like this is such an Iowa year. You know, last year we're talking about oh, what could be with an experienced quarterback and everything, and, and it doesn't go well. At least for a while. Um I, I think ultimately this year you're looking at a team that probably could and, and should win seven games.
1: Interesting. Thank you, buddy. Man, it's good to I talk guess. to you. Always fun. Yeah. Thank likewise. you, Thank you, Adam. Have a good one. You too. Adam Kramer, Kegs and Eggs, Draft House fifty, Hotline Mills, Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Yeah, I just saw that uh uh that other tweet when it came out on South Park or South Point rather, uh changing their uh they're up to 5.5. 5. Chris bumped it up a little he bit. We, we've had
3: conversations, Chris yes. and I, about he likes to always ask me about the locals. Yes, and, uh, always a good thing. Try to give him as much uh, info as I had. You know, uh, when those initial numbers came out, it yep. was 5.5. Then yes. we saw CJ Technology open it at 4.5. Now we're seeing the South Point come back at 5.5. I'm still bullish on the over. I, I, I still think this team is going to be a bull team in Iowa State. Uh huh. On the other hand, the 6.5 number I think is perfect for Iowa. I think it's a perfect number when you encompass what they are as a program, how they're known nationally. You know, people, if you put it at five and a half, well, I was at least good enough to make a bowl game, right? And everybody would be betting me over. But at six and a half, you have to think about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if I was forced to make a bet right now, I'd be over on Iowa State. I'd be under on Iowa. I'm with you. That's where I am right
1: now. Yeah. Luckily we got a whole we, Yes, we do. Yeah, we and don't have to worry about it.
3: Opinions can
1: change throughout the summer. I always uh, go back to Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. Opinions vary. Never seen Roadhouse. What? Oh, no. You've never seen Roadhouse? <laughs> this looks awful. Ah. Patrick Swayze <laughs> oh, sucks. <God. laughs> Terrible anyway. They're giving it to him while he's sitting there at the bar and one of the one of the guys that he ends up punching out in the movie. Is giving it to him, and he says, "Well, opinions vary," and he walks away. That's where I go on this, and I'm with you right now. I I would, you know, I would take the over for Iowa State. I'd take the under for Iowa. I'm exactly the same way because we don't know what Iowa has. Well, to I, be fair, we don't know wait, what wait, Iowa State has defensively. Well, you're right about that. I mean, yes, no, you're perfectly you, correct. But for We probably but, have more answers for Iowa than we do Iowa State. I, I, I'm with you, except that the wide receiver position and the quarterback position. Right. That's it. Right. And we don't know if Vandenberg's foot's going to hold up. Yeah, yeah.
3: And I uh, did see a video. Iowa put out one of their summertime hype videos. Oh, hype video. yeah. Saw Vandenberg in there working out. Oh, okay. It's a good sign. Okay. Good sign. We'll talk about this more. Okay. We're going to dive a little bit deeper. Initially, we're at the same spot. But we're going to talk through some things. College football. You and me? That's a good thing. Yeah, you you and and me. me. On a Monday. Okay. Let's talk through it. Not argue. Talk through it. This will be
1: different. Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700. 1700
3: KBGG
0: is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
5: This spring, Lowe's is helping you save big by offering great deals for all the projects on your to-do list. Add beautiful color to your landscape with select 12-pack annuals, now two for $16. And for soil to plant them in, get Miracle-Gro garden soil, now two for just $12. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid May 31st through June 5th, while supplies last. U.S. only, excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Want to feel like a total boss? Then switch to the best
0: deal in America, Total Wireless. With Total Wireless, you get America's largest, most dependable network, plus 5 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited talk and text for only $35 a month. Whoa, how did you get all that? Oh, that's right. You're totally a total boss, and you never sign a contract. Total Wireless. Total Confidence. Available at Walmart. Always refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at TotalWireless.com. When you need, spent a little too
2: much time in the sun relief. Yikes. Ow, what the? Attack of the angry mosquito relief.
5: Hey, watch this.
2: Scraped knees.
5: And an elbow.
2: Relief. You need new Gold Bond Pain and Itch Relief Cream with Lidocaine. Gold Bond has the maximum strength lidocaine available without a prescription and starts working on contact to numb away pain and itch. New Gold Bond with lidocaine. Relief starts now. Use is directed.
6: My name is Tom Thornton.
1: And my name is Cindy Thornton. We've been married 38 years. We're retired, and this is how we live united.
6: We play golf and we travel, but we also decided we were going to give to and volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic.
1: I do the nursing at the clinic.
6: I work the front office, checking in patients, greeting them, making them feel comfortable.
1: United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places, the places that need it most and implement it best.
6: Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too.
1: We even get a few bless shoes. It's incredible.
6: We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our Community Free Health Clinic. So we don't just wear the shirt.
5: We live it.
6: Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to
4: liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
0: your honor i stand before you to prove that at&t's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience order i submit exhibit a direct tv select all-included package with over 145 channels exhibit b Monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled. Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone.
4: Rated ETF up to four hundred eighty dollars for TV, one hundred eighty dollars for internet equipment, non return under facing conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends one twenty one seventeen.
0: Jim Brunson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on seventeen hundred K B G G, live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody, we roll till 3 o'clock. Of course, the big story of the hour is what's taking place at Ohio State, where head basketball coach Thad Mata announces immediately his retirement. Still dealing with an awful lot of pain after a botched back surgery, kind of like what uh, takes place with Steve Kerr. Mm -hmm. And so Mata has decided, uh, along with the AD, Gene Smith, that – He's done. Done immediately. And so the search will be on for a new head basketball coach at Ohio State.
3: Yeah, and uh, certainly a lot of different avenues that they can go. We remember it happening here with Fred Hoiberg leaving yep. a couple of years back and uh, led down the road to Steve Perlm, a name that initially wasn't on a whole lot of lists. It wasn't a guy that had a ton of you know, just years at Murray State. Correct. And that was right. a reason for it. Murray State had been a, a solid program before he'd been there, too. But it has worked out pretty well to uh-huh. this point for Iowa State. And, and we've talked about the future there. You know, Ohio State, such an interesting job. Now, let's just look at this very, through a Big Ten scope. Okay. Where they kind of rank when you put everything together. Recruiting base.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Budget. Arena. Fan base,
1: everything. Are you talking just basketball what? or football? Basketball. What are you? What are you re- referencing? Basketball. Just basketball.
3: That's what we're talking about. Okay. basketball. Okay, where it would rank in the Big Ten, because it's it's interesting. Ohio State, though, they're looked at. Oh yeah, good program, had some success. You kind of look at them big picture, and I did this in fact uh, back during. During the winter, we were having a conversation about the future of MATA. Mm -hmm. I remember that. They're kind of underachievers as a whole. Over, you can put it my scope, you know, over the last 30 years, you can put it your scope, even you go back 92 years. (laughs) Yeah, you know, (laughs) for what they have, it feels like that program should be a little bit more consistent, a little bit better. And maybe it's just been they haven't found quite the right guys, and Thad Model looked to be that right guy but until, until the back injuries right. came up and recruiting started to tail off the last couple but
1: of years. But Ohio State has always been a football school. It was never really considered a, a hoop school. So is Michigan. So is Florida. Yeah.
3: So is Texas. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, no, no,
1: there's, there, there are... There are schools that have made that transition. I agree.
3: Alabama's different. The SEC as a whole is
1: different. Is different. Yes. Because, With the exception of Kentucky.
3: Well, well, and they're not known as a football school. I'm I'm just right. saying Okay. in those terms yes, where so much money is put into just the football program. Right. And, and yep. when you look at the SEC as opposed to the Big Ten, Ohio State has 24 sports that they sponsor at the D1 level, mm-hmm. scholarship sports. Mm-hmm. In the SEC, that doesn't happen. You have 13, 14 usually sports, and because of the money, they don't want to be spending on these things that they quote-unquote don't care about. Right. It is a different mindset in the Big Ten. Agree. And it's about opportunities and those kind of things that are important as well as, of course, the bottom line, and that's making money and, and doing those types of things. Still, Ohio State's second biggest budget in the country. Them mm-hmm. in Texas year after year, one and two. They surpass everybody else. There's a gap between them. So, you know, financially, they're there. Right. Ohio, plenty of great players, plenty of great talent comes out of Ohio in basketball year after year. So what's the best job basketball job in the Big Ten? It's Indiana. It's Indiana. It's the only true blue. Even blend. even today, it's, yes it's Indiana? Yes. Just because of some of the things they went through, it still has the most upside. It has fan base facilities, the amount of money that they invest. They have the biggest basketball yeah. budget in the league. You have great talent in Indianapolis. You have great talent still in the state. Problem is people have come in and be able to pillage, but as long as you can keep those guys home, that's the best job. Okay. That's the best job. And still, still, still today, you still believe today. that. Okay, well, what, what do you think is a better job? I, right? I don't know. I was trying to right. think. Yeah, Michigan State has had more success. Yes. But we're talking about upstate Michigan. That's more Tom Izzo even with the success that Jed Heathcote. Remember the up and downs that Michigan State had? Oh, they
1: did. They when did. When
3: Heathcote was the coach then. Correct. I mean, they had plenty of years yes. where they had some downstrength. And they got so.
1: Magic and Greg Kelser, right. and, that and changed then, everything. But then they
3: had a dip down, they, and then they, they got Sean Respert, and they yeah. came up, and they almost lost as a one seed yeah. with Sean Respert. They got Eric Snow before, you know right, right into the mm-hmm. Izzo era. We could go on and on. But Michigan State, yes, recently has more success, better job, though. And that's what you have to look at. Now, who's had success lately? What's the better job? Um, you know, Wisconsin—that is more a recent phenomenon. Uh, that was a program that was terrible for 50 years before yes. Dick Bennett got there. You got it. Had a little success, and then we know Bo Ryan took it to another level. How sustainable is that? I would say Indiana won. Okay. Number two. Now, do you factor Maryland into this? Maryland's in there, absolutely. They're they're a Big Ten school, they're, right? They are. They're up there.
1: Even though their basketball tradition was in the ACC. ACC they're up there.
3: Michigan's up there. They are re- have rededicated themselves, mm-hmm. I should say, into spending on basketball. That disappeared. And, well, you saw what happened into the early 2000s until they got Beeline. There's a lot of head-scratching moves that happened with Michigan basketball. Just continuing on, Illinois – not at that level, even no. though they had success. They've also had a lot of trouble. They have. Northwestern, no. Minnesota, no. Nebraska, no. K-State, Iowa, no. no.
1: K-State. I mean, um, not K-State. Texas, no.
3: Texas is not in the Big Ten yet, Jim. Uh Let's see. Who
1: else what was I thinking about What are you talking of? about? Good God. I was just running through Penn schools. State, no. No.
3: So, Ohio State's up there. Yeah. Even though they haven't probably ascended to the level that they should have, at least a consistent level, it's one of the better jobs you're going to find. And that's kind of what we get back to. Okay. Here. One of the better jobs in the Big Ten. So you're sitting there, and you're Gene Smith, the athletic director. The Tom Crean thing's already out there. That's a non-starter for me. Tom Crean? Yeah, I wouldn't. You fired Thad Mata for Tom, Tom Crean. Crean? I wouldn't go there
1: if I was Ohio State. Uh, are you joking? okay, I, I know that Chris Gent will be in the mix by the way, Chris Gent was a jerk as a basketball player. <laughs> I hated that guy. I
3: absolutely. I'm quick aside. But what you said is Dave earlier to yeah, Zubin. I yeah. said that S O B. Yeah, Chris Gent. Yeah, he's I hate the, that guy. He's their
1: lead assistant. Are you gonna bring in Lawrence Funderburg next <laughs> <laughs> to punch that guy too? Couple of punks. <laughs> no, but how that, about Granville waiters? Granville waiters played at Ohio State. What what year is he talking? Uh, uh, probably 80s. What well, part of the 80s? <laughs> that, that is a difference it for is, me. It is a difference maker if for me. If it's
3: you. late 80s, all right. <laughs> that guy sounds
1: made up. No, it's not. Look up. Go up. Who is this, Goober? Granville Waiters. Waiters. Waiters, is yeah. Is that Dion's dad? No, I don't think so. Okay. There he is.
3: Granville Waiters. 60, he was there, yeah. I
1: I don't lie to you, boy. I'm an honest guy here. Right. I give you a name. You always say, I got to look that up. There he is. He pops right up. Well, he when was he there in 83. Was there you go. Match. That's I, in your wheelhouse. I was three. How would I know that? How would I know this guy? See how good he was. He wasn't good. He wasn't good either?
3: Now you expect me when I was three-year-old to remember a guy that wasn't good. At least I was, Chris Jett was at least he was, good. He
1: was decent in, the, in college. was
3: very good. He
1: was decent in college, was a bust in the NBA. One of your basic busts. He averaged 10 points a senior That's what year. I said.
3: <laughs> it's decent. I didn't say he was good. I said he was decent. So you're thinking I'm supposed to get a reference from 1983 of a guy that averaged 10 points a game. I just
1: gave you another name. That's all from Ohio State. I could give you Luke Witte. No. Um, continuing on. Okay.
3: Who are they targeting? That's a very good question. Who makes sense? Do you make a call down to Holtman again and go hit Baylor? Or Butler, excuse me, one yeah, more time? Yeah, one more time. Speaking Did, of Baylor. That was another I was, one I I, had. Was,
1: I was just going Scott to Drew. reference that, Scott Drew. Scott Drew. Get out while the get still good. good? And we've we've said that on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. Why do you stay with all of that there and you've built yourself into being a prized coach who can make a lot of although he's paid well, right? Yes.
3: It, it is a private institution, it is. so it is always a little bit more difficult. Uh here annual salary about two point seven million.
1: Well, Ohio State has that. Oh yeah, they they, they can they can pay, they him, pay more. him three and a half. Yes. Yeah. And
3: get him out of Baylor. Yes. If he would want to. Yeah. Now the recruiting success that he has had
1: has been in Texas. And he's and he's gonna be pretty good again, at least that's what some of the recruiting uh scouts uh, say.
3: Oh well, and the other part with Scott Drew is the mess that he took over, first of all, after you know what happened with the murders and not even being able to play non conference games right. one year. Uh, they had that season. Terrible. And what he's built it up to. Mm-hmm. And early on, it was he got some recruits. There are a lot of people saying, how is he getting these recruits? There was that dirty practice. It hasn't, for the most part, though, been those guys that he's built the program and the sustainability they've had over the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. It's been his ability to find top 100, 150 kind of players. And he's turned them into NBA guys. He has, yeah. He's not just turned them into good college right. players. He's turned them into guys that play in the league. Yeah. And that is incredibly rare. I, I heard it this winter, and I can't remember the exact you know, uh, verbiage of it. But it's something along the lines of Coach K, Calipari, everybody else in the country, short of Scott Drew, has had two guys that were not ranked in the top 100 go on to play in the league over the last, I think it was five, seven years, something like that. Drew himself has had four of those
6: guys mm-hmm.
3: that have gone on that weren't top one. Think of that. Not top 100 players yeah. to go on and play in the league. It's incredibly yeah. rare. That's he's done it more than anybody else in the country. He's unbelievable. Plus he can recruit still at that high level yeah. on top
1: of it. Yeah. It, it's I mean, a call to me, that makes a lot of sense. I, I would make that call. Yes. Because there are
3: going to be plenty of coaches right now that would say no. But we continue to wonder about Baylor. About the future, what it's going to look like, right. those kind of things, Right. and how it's going to be. Ohio State's a good job, an underachieving job throughout mm-hmm. my lifetime, but a good
1: job. And they, in recent years, they they would pack the joint. Remember when Jared Sullinger was playing sure. there? They had big. Before that, yeah, they had Oden and yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they had big crowds. It's not a great building. Even when it's full, it's not loud. No, it's it's. I don't know what the
3: problem is. It, it's just. It's it's a new build. Well, it's. No, there are just some buildings that aren't loud. Yeah, we talk about Carver. Yeah. And just, uh it's not a loud place. Yeah, the the engineering of it, same kind of thing with Value City Arena. It's not a loud place. Mm-hmm. You can put your nineteen thousand in there. It's not going to be loud compared to some other places. Right, just right. The sheer that's the way that that it is, and that that's the case there. But a good job, a job that you're going to be supported. You can recruit at a high level. You can do all the things that are necessary. Going to be interesting and. We started off the show today, everything that was out there, Jim, was that Thad Motto was going to get another year. That's right. Not the case. No. Gone. He is immediately. Done. And from reading through some of the quotes from the press conference, mm-hmm. Gene Smith wanted to at least give him another shot, and it was, hey, we need you to bring in some players this spring. It didn't happen. Right. And they said, well. We're going to cut bait. We're Ohio State. Yeah. We, we can't go through this. Yep. At the time when that report first came out that he's going to get one more year. I mean, it, it harkened back to Dr. Tom Davis, had the lame duck season, and how much that set Iowa behind, at least early on, for Steve Alford. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, Gene I think Smith you're better, was around
1: at, uh, during that time. I think you're better at cutting.
3: Pull off the band-aid. Yeah. Pull off the bandaid. Yeah. Quickly. Yes. Don't just yep. slowly no, pull that don't off. make it
1: hurt. Make, right. Do it fast, Mom. <laughs> we'll come back here on the other
3: side. Still to come for the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios, we got Tom Caker a little bit later on. We'll get his thoughts on that. Some Hawkeye baseball and much more. And Jimmy B? Yes. You want to talk some hockey? Yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to have danger come
3: by. All right. We'll do that next here. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700.
0: The Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here inviting you to visit our full service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988 and we won't be undersold by the big stores and no one can match our service after the sale we're on the corner of 70th and douglas in urbandale or we can be reached at 515-331-1577 we're jlm shooter supply see you soon
5: can you finish this little ad phrase walgreens at the corner of happy and right most people know it's happy and healthy but this message isn't about walgreens it's about how your memory works why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize that's the power of sound it can make a good tune or a good idea stick now here's a question would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky you know memorable and powerful then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager he'd be glad to share them with you no obligation the good thing is with radio you can afford to get sticky Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Hi, this is Marcus Pitts. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We're glad to share them.
6: Thousands
5: This spring, Lowe's is helping you save big by offering great deals for all the projects on your to-do list. Add beautiful color to your landscape with select 12-pack annuals, now two for $16. And for soil to plant them in, get Miracle-Gro garden soil, now two for just $12. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid May 31st through June 5th, while supplies last. U.S. only, excludes Alaska and Hawaii. AutoZone has over 5,000 locations all across the country. But no matter where you're at, there's only one thing you can be sure of. It's gonna get hot. Heat causes battery fluid to evaporate, which could damage your battery's internal structure. That's why Duralast batteries are designed to beat the heat. Tested to start your car at up to 167 degrees Fahrenheit. And even though it won't get that hot in Alaska, you never know. It might. Duralast. Proven tough and sold only at AutoZone. Let's get you what you need.
2: Get in the zone. AutoZone.
5: Afternoons,
0: we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and D.C. It's been a pleasure to
2: be on with two of the finest gentlemen, the guru. I love Jim Branson and Trent. You do a wonderful job. The whole package of mine. I never give you enough credit, but I want to also you.
1: Uh, go back to the bar now where you just walked oh. out from. <laughs> Check out the
2: mail, Jeff. Hey, guys, love the show. love to have some local talk over the noon hour.
0: Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big station for sports, 1700 KBGG.
3: Trust, quality, value.
5: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B. and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's
1: Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. A couple of minutes before we get to the top of the hour break, Danger Boy in the house. Uh, it's fun when we bring him in. He is a hardcore Pittsburgh Penguin fan. Oh yeah, good to have you here. Uh, nice to be here. Uh, you want to throw a dead fish on the ice tonight? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, that would not be a good thing. Okay. All right. All right. Although,
4: well, well, although you're probably not facing jail time when you do it in <laughs> Nashville as <laughs> no, compared to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Learn the different. How <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah. was that? Um,
1: <laughs> let me run this by well, you. Here. Not not, yeah, just that,
4: not just that being stupid, but it's the stupidity of fans, too. Because even me watching the game, it's like, we need to find this guy. That shouldn't be allowed. you got to get this guy. It's not until the next day where you really think, all right, you know, he threw a fish on the yeah, ice. It's not, it's not <laughs> like he attacked a player or yeah,
1: something. Come on, what's, what is this? But that's right. the fan mentality. Okay, here's the most important question. Who's going to win tonight? No. That is the most Pete, important. No. no. P.K. Zubin. Does he have bad breath? According to Crosby, <laughs> is that what he said? That's
4: what he told him. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, PK Subban is one of those players that, to me, if if he was on your favorite team, you would probably love him. love him. Yes. If he's not, you yes. absolutely hate him. Yes. and why? Because of the style. He, there's a lot of players like that, and I don't care who your favorite team is. Hey, you had
1: probably have won. Penguins have had a lot oh, yeah, of, a lot been, of pests on their sure, on their team for
4: sure. And uh, and and I think that's what I get. I mean, just watching Subban at the end of Game Three. There in the, in the way he was chirping. And, you know, it, it, he gets under the skin of some good players, and mm-hmm. that's part of what that's he's trying deal. to do, yeah. you know, and he's a really good player. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure part of that is Crosby also trying to get under his skin, but they just got to figure out how to score. That's what you need to do if you're if
1: you're Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they were beating up Pecorino consistently. Two games, yeah, the yep. first two games. And then all of a sudden he gets on home ice where they haven't, they've only lost one game in the playoffs in Nashville mm-hmm. and he shuts the door on them even he though did. even though they scored the first Gensel goal of the got, game
4: and and it was Gensel again yeah. for for Pittsburgh Gensel Gensel got that first goal man I I was expecting you you really had that building you know that was just rocking they were ready to go and to yep. get that early first goal was huge for Pittsburgh but you just knew once, once Nashville got got some momentum, and started building. Th- those people were ready to go insane, and yet, as soon as they gave them a reason, mm-hmm. there was no turning back. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I I don't think the crowd was an issue for Pittsburgh. I don't think that's what it was. Uh, because let's face it, Pittsburgh has been in these situations before. Right? These these players, other than Hainsy, have been in this situation before. You know, there's a couple of the younger guys that haven't. But the majority of these guys were here just last year doing the same exact thing. You, you, these Washington series that they go through, they're used to being on on ice uh, in a place where they, they are hated and it's a loud arena. So I don't think the crowd is really what the deal is for Pittsburgh. The fact of the matter is Nashville is a really, really good team and has played really well. And you could really make the claim that even going into Game 3 that Nashville had outplayed Pittsburgh for more of the series than Pittsburgh had Nashville even though Pittsburgh was sitting there with the 2-0 lead. So it it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. There's a lot of interesting things as far as what Nashville's home record has been. Right. Murray, the goalie for Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. has never lost back-to-back games yep. in the
1: Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting facts that are circulating for this one tonight. Okay, we only got about a minute left. Mm-hmm. Who you got? And why? Uh, you know, I would love to say that Pittsburgh is going to get the win, but Nashville is a really good team
4: and really, really good at home. I think this thing is going to go back to Pittsburgh tied two-two. That's I, good. I, I, I really like, do think I like that.
6: Well. Look,
1: I, I would prefer three-one Pittsburgh. I
4: know sure. what
6: I, I know want,
1: you're, you're, but see, Trent and I, we want a series because we're not getting can, one in the NBA. What, what will change
4: absolutely everything is if Pittsburgh can get their power play working because right now they're getting chances they are not scoring on the power play right if that changes then this entire series is going to change okay. uh, because once they start if they could if they could pick up a power play goal or two that's going to change everything mm-hmm. because it's going to have to change the way that Nashville is also playing this series and how physical that they have been because if, if this power play starts scoring and scoring like it's proven it can throughout the season then I really think you're going to be sitting back saying, okay, we've got to be more careful with these guys. How is your
3: Pittsburgh fandom playing over on the country station?
4: Uh, you know, I just try not to bring it up. <laughs> I just, probably a good thing. I just get as excited as everybody else to see who's going to sing the National right, Anthem. Yeah. That's right. yeah. and, and, have, have they announced and it, for tonight? Or is it... No, I think no. Every, if I'm,
5: if I'm understanding correctly. Keep it a secret. Well, yeah. I think they keep it a yeah, secret going the into each night.
4: And I really wanted to see that. Martina McBride was a great choice yep. for the last game. But she did, to me, one of the best national anthems I've ever heard, and I believe it was after 9-11 at a Green Bay Packer game, Okay, and just, I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, and just, and her voice is so powerful. But I would love to see them bring out a country legend. They got to bring kind. out Garth. Yeah, well, Garth. So Trisha's already done yep, it. But yep. man, or or if if Dolly Parton or um, Willie Nelson. No old school? Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, just really an absolute, absolute icon wow. to walk out. No, you know, something. One of them that you won't hear on our station because we don't go back <laughs> as far. But uh, but certainly, I mean, I think that that the fans would go crazy if yeah. you saw somebody. Like That'd that be pretty cool. Either that or something you haven't seen before, maybe multiple artists who you don't normally
1: see singing together. Big and Rich.
3: Oh, you and your Big and Rich.
1: Montgomery, I love Big and Rich. (laughs) Montgomery, Gentry. Brenton Wilson. Better than Big and Rich. Let's rock this sucker. (laughs) Let's go to break. (laughs) We're coming right back. Thank you, pal. It's always good to have danger. You can hear them on... Nash FM, 973, I didn't know you were ready for me. <laughs> See, we go we, we, we let you, plug. you go. we let you plug your show.
4: Nash FM 973, six o'clock tomorrow morning. Big Talker
1: 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC noon to three sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's
1: Jimmy B and TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game: football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis—you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it even cricket. Draft House 50 has a sensational menu, featuring specialty burgers, steaks, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific
3: Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
0: Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the
4: White House? Um... I know this, I know this, I know this. Um... Five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges... That's true,
0: Kevin. Bill and Owen, congratulations. You're a winner.
5: Woo! GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. This is
6: Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5 6 or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed, real estate broker the results speak loudly we've saved our home sellers over 35 million dollars call next generation realty first 224-9900 save thousands
5: this spring lowes is helping you save big by offering great deals for all the projects on your to-do list add beautiful color to your landscape with select 12-pack annuals now two for 16 dollars and for soil to plant them in. Get miracle Grow garden soil, now too, for just $12. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid May 31st through June 5th, while supplies last. U.S. only, excludes Alaska and Hawaii.
4: Hey, Sue, check out these sandals. I don't wear sandals. They're so cute. Um, you know, I...
6: Dry cracked feet?
5: Carousel intensive foot repair doesn't just cover carousel removes hard dry skin then deeply moisturizes and actually repairs feet look good so fast you see a visible difference in just one day sue you look great in these sandals get
6: them yeah
5: carousel intensive foot repair in the foot care aisle see the one day difference you don't need more sports but you want more sports rockstar satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV.